Hi everyone, uh, this is Saurabh here and welcome back to the Passionately Curious podcast. This is a place where we talk to interesting people across uh, different categories of creatives, career coaches, startup founders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs and so on. Today I have a very interesting guest with me who I'm very excited to ask uh, questions. She has started a service called Boss as a service and the moment I got to know about this, even just when I read the name of uh, of this product, I was like, this is made for me. And I have been using the service for two years, uh, sorry, two months now. And it is really helping me keep sane as a solo professional. So before uh, anything else, let's just welcome Manaswini Krishna here. Hi, Manaswini. Uh, welcome to the podcast and uh, please introduce yourself to the guests. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am um, Manaswini. I founded Boss as a Service. So um, in terms of an introduction, I'm, I'm basically a lawyer who um, kind of found her way into entrepreneurship almost by, um, by accident, as it were. So um, yeah, I mean, to give a very quick background about me, I started out in law. I uh, worked in a law firm for a couple of years, and then I uh, started to learn to code. And from there, I kind of uh, got into the whole tech entrepreneurship um, ecosystem. So my mm -hmm. first product was actually a legal startup. And from there, I did several other startups, big and small. And finally, I am doing Boss as a Service. So this has been going on for four years. Uh, started as a side project. We um, just launched it. I think it was it was one of those projects that just came out of uh, personal need. Uh, mm -hmm. I was just dog fooding it. I had just quit my um you know legal full-time job and I was trying to make it in the whole like uh freelancer slash working for ourselves um um scene and I just found that it was really really difficult to get any work at all done and I thought why don't I have something or someone to just give me a little bit of a push when I need it and a push to get some work done so that is kind of where bosses the service started so we started in 2018. It was a side project back then. And since then, we've been um, working on it, expanding our team. And right now, um, it is a full-time gig for me. So this is my journey into entrepreneurship. That is such an interesting like journey. And there are so many layers to it that I would like to like know more about. Uh, so one, one thing that I would start with, Manaswini, is like there is one thing having a problem. And there's another thing altogether to create a solution and create a product that actually solves the problem, not only for yourself, but for others as well. Right. And that in itself, like uh, all, all accolades to you to, to bring it to fruition and to bring it to into existence. And so I want to go there, right. That initial part when you were facing this challenge and uh, what, what led to boss as a service and what were the roadblocks there and what was the journey like from getting it from an idea perspective like many people have this thing right they they would be hungry in the evening and they're like oh there are no healthy evening snacks uh and like idea oh my god this is my idea and so on but getting it to like a business point of view where it can be a full-time gig and all that right that's an entire different journey altogether so from that initial bulb lighting up in your head to that this might be 
possible business to actually getting it up and running so can like if you can share the challenges and how did you get it up ah uh, definitely i think um, i think uh, one mistake that many of us do that i definitely have done is to look at like somebody's end product and imagine that is like that they got there from you know they just took like a leap from zero to there right usually mm-hmm. it doesn't happen like that usually we all go through lots of trials and more errors than successes and i think i've had a very similar journey um bosses and services definitely not my first product so i am a very ideas focused person um mm-hmm. i get a lot of ideas ideas just like randomly occur to me most of them come from my own lived experience and like my personal problems right like like you said one day you just suddenly feel hungry and you're like okay why are there no healthy food shops here and then idea why don't i start my own healthy food shop so that is i think how many of us have organic ideas and this was a similar um all my products i think have come out of a similar dog fooding uh, personal problem solving kind of origin and uh, going back to where i uh, started i don't think boss uh, was my first um the product that i first put out into the market right so my first product was probably something that i started way back in college and mm-hmm. i'm just saying this because like i said we all have a tendency to think that this is look at the end product and think that this is they went from zero to this but i personally have had like my first product was just something i thought of and then i started working on it and it never really went anywhere because i didn't even mm-hmm. tell like my friend about it the mm-hmm. second project i went a little bit farther than that and i maybe told my friends and then the third project i told like a slightly wider audience and the fourth product i actually had something in hand to so it was like that i think boss would have been my if you count all those little tiny things that never went anywhere boss would have probably been my eighth or ninth project mm-hmm. in terms of actually putting something out there into the world it was mm-hmm. my third project so before mm-hmm. boss i also launched another um i wouldn't call it an app as app slash service called serendipity mm-hmm. which is all about networking it was a very very early maybe something like lunch club but uh, early early prototype of that was back in 2014 mm-hmm. so serendipity was um, it it went viral it was very well received basically the mm-hmm. idea was that you just match two people and then you leave it to them to talk and you yeah. network right so mm-hmm. that was the idea so i think um, that was the end in serendipity unfortunately i didn't really take that idea forward so i think uh, being an entrepreneur is like a really long journey where you make so many mistakes and mm-hmm. kind of i hope this answered your question but it was a little yeah, bit yeah. roundabout but yeah, the yeah. idea that i'm trying to uh, get across is that um this the, the journey from 0 to 1 is like probably littered with several ideas that really never went anywhere and this was one of them and except that by this time i had gotten used to putting my ideas out there into the world yeah. so uh in terms of concrete steps what i did was um just put up a landing page and i did a product hunt launch and it was quite well received and oh before that i also one thing that i guess i need to um tell you about is that I was really really into the productivity space in the sense that I am a person who honestly finds it hard to get things done. I have a huge mm-hmm. problem with procrastination. I have a huge problem. I want to be productive. Mm-hmm. I um kind of look up to people who are productive. I admire people who can get things done, but that is not me. I I have mm-hmm. a huge problem with that. So mm-hmm. I have been hanging out in the um you know forums where they talk about time management and they talk about how to get stuff done. 
all of this stuff i try every single productivity tool out there in the market mm-hmm. because i'm just like honestly it's a huge problem for me yeah so um because i knew that space quite well i think i was was able to get some beta testers from forums like that uh, yeah. so that is probably where i got to start and then when i got an inkling that um this is a problem which other people face as well and this is a solution which addresses this problem mm-hmm. then i was able to get that feedback put that condense that crystallize that into a uh you know uh what do you call it an offer and put yeah. that up on a landing page and go launch with it yeah i think there are so many like uh, small small lessons but very important lessons in what you shared uh uh seth godin uh, he is someone i follow a lot and he mentions uh, this trait of entrepreneurs which is the desire to ship mm-hmm. right it is like we have to get it out there and we have to like make it work and i think that develops like when we get bogged down with perfectionism or procrastination we we kind of like in the next project we are like we, we are not doing that again like we are not that is a road that leads to nowhere and we become we become sharper in how to right. deal with uh, these issues the mo- more interesting what i found in your in your answer was this thing where you were a part of the community already like your users uh, initial users and uh, what do you say the early adopters were right. were ready there right because a lot of time what happens is we take our idea and we put it in front of our mom or our friends or our <laughs> like relative <laughs> that you know this is the idea that i'm working on and they just bombard your idea with their criticism uh, and rejection and because they actually, don't actually yeah. sorry to interrupt but actually no, no, that did happen ahead. to me yeah. um i told my friends and they were like what is you you're crazy what is this no one's going to pay you for this like what is this even but yeah the problem is they did not face this yeah. real issue in their life because yeah. you know they had a very different life to what i was uh, going through and i had a problem and they could not even relate to this problem and they were yeah. like this is a this, this is not this doesn't even sound like an idea like what is this yeah so yeah i, I think the same exact same idea when presented to somebody who is actually facing that problem Mm. resonates like way more than and you can be misled as well if you talk to the wrong person about wrong your idea person. and they're like yeah. what is this even like this is silly and yeah. you could just take that advice or criticism to heart and pretty much just stop your product right there which is yeah. a shame yeah i'll just share a anecdote from my own life and it was like so i have been working as a solo professional for like most of the last decade like i had been working on my own and trying to get new ideas to fruition and uh facing all these procrastination perfectionism yeah. like self doubt uh, discussing with random strangers like you know this big idea that i have and and i just then i saw that okay why am i not able to get things done i started talking to people like how are you able to get things done and they're like yeah it's like poor people someone who has a manager and a team they don't understand the challenge of working yeah. as a solo professional and it was not until like i read war of art by pressfield steven pressfield that i realized that this is a real challenge and i think the our journey is like that's the difference because you were actually interacting with people who were facing 
those challenges and i was like i had not been a part of those communities which i have now started being a part of and that is making a lot of difference where people can relate to your issues and anybody who's outside that situation does not really understand like right. it's very difficult to empathize with those uh challenges awesome like so this is really interesting for me and this is like now it is a live product you are uh, you are full time working on this project only that's what you are most of uh, uh, yeah. not 100% full time but at least mm-hmm. 70% full time 70% yes yeah so uh there is this another line of thought and i see that you have gone uh to the other end right so mostly when people think of anything as a service their idea is like how can we inculcate code in here how can we automate how can we have ai here how can we have like automated everything yeah. and you have instead used human beings to create that social pressure of this person is going to ask you at the end of the day right. what happened and uh, generally like even in the circles that you are talking about people when they think of a startup or when they think of a company when they think of a business they they try to eliminate the human part but you were aware enough to bring in the human part so tell me a bit more about that like uh, how did that happen i think there is a temptation to automate right because uh, mm-hmm. people want to scale as soon as possible and uh, yeah. i think right now we are all in the mindset where we want to automate everything that is possible to automate and i think that that makes sense in like 90% of the scenarios it's just mm-hmm. that in this specific particular product personally i know that if i get a reminder i can just set a reminder myself right like a i can just set a reminder myself on my phone and that has no impact on me like i'll just dismiss the reminder and if i get a reminder from some other system i will dismiss that as well it has no like there is no pressure and i think that pressure is generated only when you we like we are trying to emulate the same accountability structure that you would have in a workplace right and that can't be done with automated reminder systems it is yeah. so easy to just dismiss it and you know we are talking about yeah. like for example me i don't i don't feel like working on this i don't want to get this done if i get a reminder saying hey go work on this it's not going to make any difference to me whatsoever yeah. so i just yeah. don't think that uh, is going to work which is why human beings are so important in this equation and when yeah. you talk to somebody about it and the first time you're like hey i don't i didn't go to the gym today and they are like okay and the next day they're like okay you didn't go yesterday what's up with you today i think mm-hmm. there is like the the feeling that you get is completely different you will dismiss that reminder from an automated system a second time easily yeah. but you can't keep saying i didn't go and find some new excuse to give to a real person who's asking you okay what is what, what's the problem here why didn't you yeah. go yeah. so it's just a completely different um equation it makes you think in a different way they yeah. and plus it's not just about the accountability right like when you have a real person to talk to you talk yeah. about your goals you say this is my long term goal this is what yeah. i'm going to do to achieve that long term goal you yeah. literally talk aloud to them and it's like a rubber duck type situation where you yeah. are able to plan with them brainstorm with them it's yeah. just uh, i think uh, in this context i don't think automated reminders would work yeah. at all yeah. and a human being yeah. is absolutely necessary yeah i agree to a great extent just to like explain a few terms for the audience rubber duck is a like system where you imagine talking to a rubber duck on your desk and explaining something and you get more clarity because you're speaking it out loud instead of in your mind and uh, 
Manaswani also mentioned dog fooding. So dog fooding is when a company tests their own product on themselves. So they like uh, Steve Jobs is famous for using the iPhone as a passionate user. And that's why he was so finicky about each and every feature. So that's a good example of dog fooding. So right. yeah, just like people who might. Not yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, I agree. Like uh, technology. This uh, and this has like this boss as a service and how uh, because I am also working on a similar project on how we can learn lessons from the uh, team based environment and help solo renews become more. Right. I think loneliness is a big component of working alone. Like I have seen many people who are financially very successful, like they might be earning five times or 10 times what they expected to earn. But because they don't have a team or a boss or an ecosystem where they belong like that, finding that community is a challenge in itself. And I think that's where, like, for example, like my experience with boss as a service, more than accountability, it was like, I even when you asked me, I said, like, it just helps me keep sane. Right. Because many times when we are working alone, like it we can go in you circles trapped and, in your own head and then yeah. you know you need like a sanity check sometimes you just yeah. need someone to um you know you might be just doing something completely wrong and not having anybody to bounce your ideas off to yeah. so that really makes sense yeah 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 that's amazing that's amazing so uh tell me a bit about where like where the vision is for like for boss as a service and how do you feel uh, it can help because I think a lot of people can, students can uh, be a big audience for this and uh, like, so what, what is the vision? What is the next step? Like, are you, how are you thinking of taking it forward? Right. So um, in terms of uh, who it could be meant for, I think you're absolutely right. Anybody who needs more accountability in their lives, right? So it could be um, for example, anyone who works alone, students, freelancers, founders, uh, independent uh, workers, anybody like that. We have a lot of, like, for example, writers, mm -hmm. uh, artists, all these people don't have like someone to answer to. There is nobody who is giving them a yeah. little bit of pressure, asking them, hey, so you said you would finish this by here, by now. Yeah. Have you finished it? Friday was your deadline. What happens? That sort of thing. Uh, whoever needs that right and yeah. it is not yeah. just about uh, professional or work or school related goals it could also be your mm. personal goals because you have someone keeping you accountable at work you have like your system around you you have your peers you have your co-workers you have your boss but yeah. maybe in your personal goals there is nobody you know just asking you what happened you said you would do this why are you not doing it right mm -hmm. so going to the gym um, mm -hmm. not many of us have someone who actually says dude you said you were going to the gym what happened you have not gone to the gym in like three weeks you made this resolution on you know the beginning of the year and after that you just yeah. abandoned the gym what happened there right so yeah. um yeah so anybody who needs a little bit of accountability anyone who needs someone to apply a little bit of pressure telling them to stick to their goals is um uh, is someone who could possibly use boss as a service yeah. and yeah. in terms of where we are going we have like a lot of ideas around uh productivity around a suite of products uh, around productivity mm -hmm. stuff where we focus on is mostly work-life balance um, you know all of our habits of 
browsing internet we have one chrome extension for example coming up um, yeah. in the near future for that and basically a lot of um, you know analytics dashboards maybe stuff like that where we can add value where we can basically help people level up achieve their mm-hmm. goals be productive and all with a human touch because that is our overall philosophy right like we believe that that is the difference between somebody holding you accountable somebody you know pushing you a little bit is the difference between me committing something to my journal or my resolution board and saying i'll do this and then forgetting about it in february mm-hmm. and the difference between that and someone actually you know calling me up and saying hey so you said something what happened it's been a month and you've not made any progress so that's our underlying yeah. philosophy so that is uh, that is where we are looking to go yeah i think this is right this is uh, in a way a coach's role like that is what this is in a way yeah. we are coaching people and uh, i think in the coming decade forward like uh, this is become, going to become more and more important because covid has really accelerated this remote work Ooh, yes absolutely uh, actually scenario. yeah yeah and, uh, like people who are working from home they like they also need it but a lot of people are now leveling up to get international clients and like not staying not like that culture of being happy in, in the yeah. job is is no longer like the predominant uh, aspiration so i met someone who is a food blogger and she was like how can i become more accountable how can i so i like i'm seeing that that trend is now getting more mm-hmm. and more uh, people are seeking to be professionals they just don't want to do it for fun they want to like make something out of it so that is <laughs> very interesting um uh, uh so manaswini like i want to go deeper into so the idea of this podcast is there were many conversations that i had i heard them 5 years ago or had i heard them 10 years ago my journey would be completely different like there were books mentioned by people or there were courses or i didn't even know that people like tim ferris or uh, seth godin or steven pressfield they exist i didn't even know that and there was a lot of self doubt and lot to what i am doing because i was always the round peg in the square hole or square peg in the i, I don't know yeah but uh, so what i want to go next into is if there is a if there's a person who is fighting the self doubt right now because they are in a circle like you because uh, you were with a group of lawyers and lawyers are not known for innovation or lawyers and accountant the careers are very stick to the line stick to the written word kind of careers and uh, so you were in that and so if someone is in such a situation in such a so if someone is in such a situation in such a environment right and they are facing the self doubt because they are having ideas and when they share ideas with others either the ideas get rejected or if they are not able to work on them then they are like they feel like a failure or they feel they start doubting yourself so what advice would you give such a person on how to like go from there to where you reach and what critical action steps were there that helped right that's an interesting question i think what is really important to keep away those feelings of self doubt is to not look at people who are miles ahead of you but to look at people who are just a few steps ahead of you mm-hmm. um 
for example, if you're going to say, I want like $1,000 in revenue, don't look at somebody who's making $1 million, right? You would look at someone who is literally just a few steps ahead, maybe making 500 to 1,000 and see how they got their start. See what things they did to get to that point. And then it just seems a lot easier. I guess it's just a mental trick to play on yourself to not get overwhelmed. And, you know, when you look at people who it, it appears that goal appears almost unachievable and it is just this is I guess common with both goal setting and this sort of um, slightly uh, intimidation that you feel when you look at something that appears to be too big but yeah I think that is definitely useful and I did that a lot when I started out because I, I think at that point Indie Hackers was also taking off Mm-hmm. Or it had just become like a popular website. And it really helped me to look at um, the Indie Hackers. Um, um, I think they're, they have a forum. They have a list of uh, the startups that they have. Their um, Stripe revenue metrics, metrics, things like that. It was really inspiring because you could see these guys had just also started just a few months ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. And when you see that they had just found their first customer, that feels like you can also do it. Yeah. I think that was a really useful thing to do. I think what like what I'm getting and what is uh, very important is to find people like us. Like is to and with the internet, it's easier. Like you don't have to be stuck in your geography. Like you might right. be small town in Uttar Pradesh, and you might be like, oh, nobody's innovative here. Oh, absolutely, yes. Right, and but you can go to Reddit, and you can go to different forums indie hackers is a very good forum for anyone who is looking to be a creative so they can find a community there there is an indie worldwide i think or i don't remember the exact link but where they connect founders with each other so it's a paid service but that is also very helpful in uh in uh, uh in doing that i think uh yeah and that is i i also believe that that aspect we don't really realize until we find people like us like until we find people who speak like the conversation we had Manaswini uh, I think last month that was such a such a uh, pleasantly unexpected conversation because I don't find people who speak the same vocabulary as me. Yeah. We like, we were just picking each other's terminology without even like, and it was just brilliant. Uh, We have a common set of mentors and all that. And until you find that you don't realize that, okay, there are people like you in this world also. And, and internet is a very good, uh, like it, it takes hard. and yes, it's it's uh, it's it's not an easy journey to find people like us. Like it will take hard work. It will not be like you go on Instagram and sort of you will find like. Uh, but uh, it is worth the effort. Uh, another thing that personally helped me a lot, uh, especially when I was like coming up from uh, rock bottom, is having like you don't need uh, people. Like if you can get people in real life, like friends or mentors, they're great, right? But you, there are so many good resources like books, courses, etc., that can actually show you a path. Like for me, reading War of Art by Pressfield, that I just cried throughout the entire book because it was the first time 
actually it was literally the first time in my life that someone was telling me that you know what you are not the only one who faces self doubt procrastination and uh, perfectionism and all that and he was telling about his divorce he was telling about shifting from east coast to west coast 13 times and until that time i was like saurabh you're crazy sometimes you're in delhi sometimes you're in mumbai you never get anything done blah 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 and and i would look at all these news headlines where oh this company raised this much funding and mm-hmm. and everyone like any entrepreneur in any conference would look like a rock star like they know their shit and i was like there's something wrong with me like i started diagnosing myself you know bipolar disorder oh no you know this or disorder that disorder i was like there's something wrong fundamentally wrong with me yeah i can yeah, get that it is i think again it is some professions and some um like what do you say some choices that you make in your life for example if you decide to be a lawyer mm-hmm. your group is all, almost automatically created for you because you go to law school and then everyone who graduates from law school is a lawyer and lawyer. there your network is created by itself but in creative professions in i mean unless you decide to go to art school or something like that for an entrepreneur who is like jumping from x to y it's very difficult because that pre-made set of uh, people around you is missing which means that you're an entrepreneur in a group of lawyers and then everybody thinks you're crazy and then you start thinking that yourself it's it, i totally get that exactly exactly and and also uh, like i recently read this book uh, put your ass where your heart wants to be this is amazing book by steven pressfield again and i literally like literally take that message to heart like uh, I so it says put your ass where your heart wants to be, right? Okay. Then he goes into different meanings of it. The but the basic meaning is physically be there where you need. Ah, uh, okay. Right. So there couldn't be no Shahrukh Khan if he stayed in Delhi, right? No matter what he did in Delhi, right. okay. he would not become Shahrukh Khan, and Elon Musk would not become Elon Musk if he stayed in South Africa, and I. like i personally experienced this i have it's been like almost two months i have been in bangalore and the culture in bangalore is just like it's absolutely opposite to that of delhi like here when i pitch a crazy idea to someone and they're like yeah you know what you can make it crazier like this mm-hmm. and in delhi it would be like even if i pitch a sane idea they would be like this won't work mm-hmm. like go and get, get a job get married make kids like whatever like so i think it's very important also to trust your individuality and put yourself there like and it could be online it could be physical it could be in different ways but that can help significantly like uh, in getting things forward uh manaswini next i want to talk about uh the the like the challenge of working solo like after establishing your business as a founder right uh even if you have a team with you right a founder i feel is mostly solo like even if they have a team because there are many issues that they can't talk with their team like there there are many uh decisions that they have to take which are uh so what what are the challenges that you face like that and 
how do you tackle those challenges what tools what uh, frameworks what mindsets have helped you in overcoming those challenges i actually really love a team because again it gives me not just that you know obviously you need to not try to do everything on your own because that just doesn't work mm-hmm. but even outside of that i love that they can keep me accountable because i'm all about the accountability hey i run an accountability startup so mm-hmm. that that part of it i really like now um for example i ask people to keep me accountable i tell them hey so if i don't get back to you by monday on this and you know we are kind of stuck in this place because we're not you're waiting for me to do kind of do something then please call me out on it and that really helps i don't know if you would call that a framework but yeah. um yeah i think that uh, i really love that aspect of um having a team and working with a team but mm-hmm. in terms of working solo i, I think again the reverse of that applies right the main problem with working solo is that i can make excuses till the end of time i mean i set a goal and i say okay by this time i want to ship this feature and then i don't do it and nothing happens there is nobody to hold you accountable so i think the two two ways you are, you can get past that at least that is my main problem and the two ways that you can get past that is by either committing something to you to your team and telling them we need to get this done by the end of this month and if 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 we are not doing it because of me and if i am holding the team back because i am not either doing something or getting something like you know i am the main blocker here then please call me out either that understanding that really works or committing to like a greater um, level of commitment would be literally telling your customers or telling your clients that by the end of this month we are intending to do this so yeah. if you don't do it definitely you will have at least one or two people asking you hey what happened yeah. so i think those two tricks really help me yeah but the second one is quite high pressure <laughs> i mean you wouldn't want to do it unless it's like a you you also lose space so there are lots of other um, you know problems which uh, not problems but uh, fallouts of that of not yeah. coming through and uh, actually getting that done so yeah these are i think two things that the problem that i deal with is basically just not getting stuff done because it's just me and i try to solve it by holding myself accountable and asking other people to hold me accountable as well yeah yeah i i, I understand that like having even like two three people in your team and just having them question like yeah uh, it, uh it just gives you in that mind that they like once they ask a question then next time you're like they will ask so let me better get yeah. done <laughs> exactly and like face that question again so yeah that's that's actually quite helpful as a solo professional like one thing boss as a service is definitely helping me uh another thing that i i have started doing is i just made a list of 10 to 12 people who are in my close circle and oh, yes. them an email saying that by this deadline i have to ship this and then I'm, like then because w- the challenge that i was facing is i was going like i would go 95% into a project and not make it live and then shift to the next one because this doesn't make sense right now right now we should do that and then i would do that for 90% and so on so forth so i just like made it like okay <laughs> everyone i know i am working on this project and still like there are challenges it's nothing what i have realized is the moment you feel that you have found a system that will counter this you fail <laughs> 
<laughs> so I have realized that you don't assume that you have found the solution. You you uh, like you you understand that now it will be a different level of game that you're like it's like a video game like you have leveled up to the next level and now you'll have a different monster to kill so uh that's very interesting any particular book yeah sorry go ahead sorry no yeah i actually heard of this as like a strategy that a lot of people use they create like this board of directors for themselves and you know they give like weekly updates or monthly updates i actually tried that out myself it didn't personally work for me because i was sending it to my family and my friends and that just created more friction because i would when they actually ask me stuff i would get slightly defensive and um, you know it causes like some friction on your personal relationship level which is in fact interestingly something that a lot of um, our clients in bosses service have noted as well like when they ask their family their um, you know close personal uh, family members to keep them accountable mm-hmm. somehow it causes like friction in their yeah. personal relationships yeah. because you don't want your your husband or wife or boyfriend girlfriend mother father whoever it is to point out the fact that you're not going to the gym and it it becomes like a yeah it it doesn't feel good i have been burnt by that <laughs> i i had a friend who was trying to keep me accountable and then my mind went into like i know that my mind can go to any extent to make a fool of the other person and myself and so yeah i can relate to that so yeah that's why boss as a service is such a godsend because you pay this amount right and you especially as a solo pro- and i think most of the, of the people who are working Uh, in a team or part of a group like even if they are going to the gym along with three friends so those three friends will drag you along but Correct. if you are playing the game solo right and it could be the dating game for that matter like you have to go out and meet new people and you you can use boss as a service for that right you can just ask mm-hmm. your whoever is assigned can ask you like did you go and talk to someone what was their name and blah 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 and uh the thing is we feel that we can find a solution for free right and for accountability it doesn't work for this exact reason doesn't work because we like yeah my best friend will help me with that or my uh whatever whoever will help me with that and having because you are putting your money where your mouth is right your saying that this is important to me and i'm putting money here i am putting my uh and now if i am not like standing up to it then this is basically i'm burning money right correct that is definitely one large part of it the second one of course is that you will ruin your uh, friendship with your best friend by telling yeah. them to hold you accountable or it could go the other way where your friend doesn't really want to push you that hard or doesn't it feels a little uncomfortable right like if you don't ever go you tell that person i want to go to the gym and you never go they will maybe just drop a hint and say hey looks like you're not going to the gym and then you you just ignore it because secretly you don't want to go to the gym yeah. and they don't feel comfortable going beyond that and really pushing you because they don't want their friendship with you to you know fray and be at uh, be in danger so that is yeah. i think that is why you need that a little bit of a professional space where somebody who's who literally you know whose job it is to push you actually does the job of pushing yeah and that is exactly another point is that managing is a job it is <laughs> like people 
देर आर पीपल इन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन जॉब इज ओनली टू मैनेज अदर पीपल राइट एंड इफ यू टॉक टू देम दे फील लाइक दे फील ड्रेन्ड एट द एंड ऑफ द डे they don't need to hmm. sit it code they don't need to sit and write like whatever the company is making they just manage let's say five people 10 people 20 people right and when we go and ask our friend yeah will you manage me right you are asking them to take on like extra right. work yeah and i will not pay you anything but because <laughs> and you owe me this right they are taking a like they are moonlighting on their job with you for right. right and it just doesn't work because the first 3 4 days it will be very fancy yeah like it's awesome but uh, like the hawthorne experiment where they like whenever the light changed uh, the productivity increase so suddenly you have a new system your productivity will go right. up but as soon as you get used to that system you like start finding ways of uh, yes and up. and when you sign up for like a group of people doing this and saying like okay let's all hold our each other accountable and let's all go to the gym three people in this the problem with that is that you're only as strong as the weakest member because the moment one person drops out the others are like secretly hoping that you know this x doesn't show up so that they can just cut and not go to the gym and it won't be their fault so then the system just starts to kind of crumble and fall apart and very soon you don't have a system at all like in you know the first time that happens then it kind of starts going downhill and then in 2 to 3 weeks nobody goes to the gym yeah yeah and another thing that i have seen like with my experience like i had been coaching people in the last couple of years is the impact we we don't like i didn't understand this before that is that the positive impact that a community can make so oh yeah yeah uh, so what happens is when you are part of a group just like you mentioned the indie hackers thing and you saw that oh this guy just launched 3 months ago and now they are earning money and now in 3 months i can be there yeah exactly that counters the banister effect right the banister uh, like banister effect is uh, i think roger banister was the first person to run a 4 uh, minute mile okay and uh, until he did that Right. Oh, it was not impossible. That it okay. was impossible. They were like theories by physicists that if you run faster than that, you will die. The human heart is not meant for that. And as soon as he did it, right, the next two years, like three, four people more did it. Right, right. broke the mental barrier. And uh, having a community, like I saw this trend where I asked my students to do live creative workshops on Zoom, where they are teaching something they are good at to others. and these right. are like 20 year olds right 20 22 year olds right and so initially everyone is scared then one person raises his hand and makes a workshop page and then his workshop happens and suddenly three more people are like if he can do it then we can also do it and then so i saw that uh, how the community can help you become more productive like how again connecting with people like us Mm-hmm. take you in the right direction and on the contrary like getting being in the wrong circle can definitely drain your energy right mm-hmm. because yeah. if you are someone who is an entrepreneurial or a creative person who wants to bring ideas to fruition and your entire circle is like how can i get sloshed tonight and how can i just watch netflix you know i watch netflix for 24 hours straight and you're like and then you get like you 
can't help but go downhill like but for whose ambitions even if they are not like just people who have no ambitions yeah. whose ambitions are like so totally different and you know probably alien to what you have in mind that it might as well just be like a different you know planet so like people who are you know i don't know applying for mba or uh, like they are writing some exam or they are sitting for the ias exam so you know their their idea of what success is it's so radically different to yours that it might just you know be like a completely different planet like i said and i think i think it's about the linear curve versus the exponential curve because the person because from like childhood we have been taught to walk up the linear curve year 1 class 1 year 2 class 2 year 3 class 3 and if you are on this linear curve then you have failed right like that guy failed in class 7 so now he's one step behind oh my god and everybody <laughs> world knows because your world is your classroom right And right, like that guy didn't come. Oh, he's studying in the junior class, and in the junior class, he's he failed, so he's studying with us. Like, and if you look at the exponential curve, uh, the entrepreneurial creative path for a long time, it could just goes horizontal. You have nothing to show for it, right? You just have failed projects after failed projects, and uh, sometimes it's failed because the marketing. uh knowledge was not there but many times it has failed because you could not get off your ass right you could just like that a lot of it is just a mental game so many yeah. constraints and so many you know biases and things like you have in your own head which are holding you back and it takes a really long time to sort that out and for everything to come together i think it takes like depends but it took me years and for the longest time i was going on this flat curve right like and for all practical purposes to any external observer i was just not doing anything useful and more than external observer it's like us right we to ourselves as well yeah definitely yeah like did i make the like biggest mistake of my life and what the hell i like people are talking about investing lakhs and crores and how <laughs> will i pay my rent next month like what project can I <laughs> so like that but Scary to see maybe like your own peers, right? Like people from your class saying yeah. these things. Going on LinkedIn is one horror fest because everybody is exactly. constantly humble bragging and you know whatever they do on LinkedIn. Oh, humble crazy. bragging, I think. Like, uh, like I remember one. Like I had, I was with my MBA batchmate, uh, batchmate, and I was at his place, and I was very stressed. Like. again on that flat curve zero achievements to show in years of struggle and i was just talking to him yeah what is wrong with me and he's like he asked his wife why do you go to office she's like to get salary it's like, simple why do you make it complicated and for me as like and that has stayed with me like i don't go to office to get salary right i i am i need to get salary that's one part so that i can go to office but the whole idea is not about just becoming rich the idea is to like solve interesting problems solve like make things happen make things better and not just oh get that like lottery ticket to uh, there's a lot of this this other kind of issue which is where i see on twitter and linkedin i have 1 million dollars in revenue in 2 years this is how i did it right kind of experts and what i have seen is people rarely show their vulnerability on these platforms they rarely show that you know what i was palpitating for 6 months of that 
Yeah, it was a professor, I think. Uh, I'm not 100% sure who it was. But basically, they had just, they had a CV of everything that they failed at. They were rejected at, right? If you look at their actual CV, you would just think, oh my God, this person is so impressive. They've got like 1 billion awards and so many publications and they are teaching at this really prestigious university. But then to get to that prestigious university, they had been rejected by five other prestigious universities, right? Which is, which you wouldn't never know if you just looked at their actual uh resume or cv and that was the whole point of this failure cv of failures i think it's called yeah and if you just look at the cv of failures of even the people that you admire i think that is really heartening because it shows you that failure is just a normal you know part of success and you need to fail like 10 times before you can succeed maybe once or twice yeah i think i think it can be like what i understand is there is this traditional industrial era systems and then there is this creative side to things like the entrepreneurial, in, innovative kind of things, startup kind of things. When you look at the traditional uh, system, which is your school, your college, your MBAs, your big yes. four, uh, and all these companies which have set processes, they just want you to be a cog in their machine, right? So they have designed system where failure is lethal. Right. If you take a gap year and go back to a big four audit job, they'll be like, who are you? You here and you're like, if you take a gap year and go hiking and come to a startup and say, you know what, I was stressed and I just said F it and I went hiking and they're like, wow, come. Right. I want a person like that. So I think, and it's just that key. I think in India, especially, uh, 1990s and 2000s i think the traditional model was very much the prevalent model and this had very little to do and the last decade and especially the last two years of covid have really changed the like now it's not the i i put this is my opinion i don't know like but i feel it's not the indian economy anymore like now, when you are looking at your career, you're not saying, how can I get a job in India? Mm -hmm. now you're, if you're good at what you do, like if you are a coder in Ruby and Rail, on Rails and you're like, I can be the best in the world and you're working on it, then you're not looking for how can I get a job in Bangalore or Mysore or wherever. Then you're like, how can I get one of the best company to? Mm -hmm. So that, I think that transition is happening now. Where That's great. And just make yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. No, 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 go for it. And that is where like those companies are actually looking for that CV of failures. They are actually saying, What what project did you try that failed? Like what ambitious thing did you try that failed? Like, don't give me your GMAT score or your CAT score or uh your IIT ka brand name. Like, tell me mm -hmm. what did you try? If it succeeded, great, you wouldn't be here asking for a job if it succeeded. And if it failed, tell me, right? And and that that is the kind of person startups need because like Paul Graham said, startup is growth, right? If there is no growth, is no, it's not a startup. It's just a normal business, right? 
and you need effective people you need people who will go ahead and take risks and fail uh, for that so i think that's a kind of i feel now clash of cultures patiently yeah, and maybe even generations because yeah. if you talk to the previous generation there was this huge stigmatization of failure right like once you fail once it's as if you're done for for your entire life and exactly. you know oh my god your life is done that's it you're no one will hire you anymore no you can't do anything you're just going to be like i don't know get working some dead end job if at all you get a job ever yeah which it isn't really true anymore yeah i think that is a relic of the past especially i think it's a global thing but in india it's a especially uh, yeah like uh, coming from the british slavery days and everything like the system was made in such a way that if you're not part of the british system then you would starve to death or your family would starve to death so it became like you have to get selected to the civil services or the law or something in order awesome. to yeah and it and like until the i think until the last because i left my job in 2012 and when i left my job people did not leave jobs like no matter <laughs> what you don't leave job and i left a job in investment banking and there was like this chaos in the entire <laughs> like senior batch junior batch people were calling left right and center that have you lost your mind and blah 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 2015 i think it became normal in india to leave a job pursue a startup like people start it's definitely going to get more normal yeah. more normalized and yeah. people and i think yeah I, i think maybe in another 5 10 years you will be at least you won't have the pressure of wondering oh my god am i completely crazy because everybody says i'm crazy at least that pressure might be a little bit relieved yeah i think with zoom and with uh, all these indie hackers and all these communities that are coming up and you can be a part of international projects and not limited to the geography you are born in or living in i think that is making a big difference in this uh, definitely area. it is opening up the internet is at the end of the day kind of making us all on the same platform yeah 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 this is amazing and i just having a this discussion i'm having so much fun <laughs> talking about yeah me too yeah so i just feel like uh so what i am working on uh now is kind of creating the university for entrepreneurs like university for entrepreneurs creatives freelancers uh because what i have realized is if i talk to someone and they say i want to become an instagram influencer they just don't know what to do right oh, okay. throwing stuff at the wall and and you know instagram is like one of my uh, i put post a video daily and one of them went viral and it had like 25000 views or something and uh, how do you i have read so much stuff about not getting affected by outcome and focusing on the process but how do you get affected not get affected by having those uh, like likes and everything 25000 people watching your video and suddenly the next day you have 25 views <laughs> and how do you make the next video and i think th- those uh, challenges people are facing across wherever they are trying to pursue something at an individual level like uh, getting something off uh whether it's a youtuber instagramer or someone who is looking to leave their job and like find freelance projects and everything like one of the most irritating things i recently heard is some it company firing people for moonlighting and that's like 
bosses who are uh, available to be able to work with you so we send you an invite uh, in one week so usually we send out invites on mondays so mm-hmm. if you sign up on friday you will get the invite in a couple of days so okay. uh, the uh, using the invite you can come and sign up it's a monthly subscription service we have a monthly option we have a quarterly option and we also have a yearly option mm-hmm. uh, which you can of course upgrade and uh, downgrade you can adjust between any time So yeah it's pretty simple the uh, site is bossasaservice.com okay awesome so bossasaservice.com you can check that and i think if you type boss as a service in google you will also get yeah definitely yes there uh, so it's amazing i would definitely recommend you to try that out uh, uh, manaswini if anybody wants to get in touch with you uh, your website is the best place to reach or uh, uh, yeah i'm people getting Yeah, yeah definitely yes yeah. of course um i am available on my email manasvini.krishna@gmail.com okay. or uh, twitter it is uh, manasvini k is my handle okay so i'll uh, i will uh, post this along with the podcast episode notes so that people who yeah. can uh, they can get you and it was amazing discussing all these things with you and i thank you so much it was great talking to you as well yeah and let's do this again in 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 a few weeks and i think there is a lot of uh, change happening growth happening in this uh, space of entrepreneurship and solopreneurship and all that that we can more absolutely on. yeah i would love that awesome thank you everybody for listening and i'll see you soon okay.